I cannot believe it's 2022. Holy moly. Not only are we talking about a topic today that I absolutely love, which is food, I have a special announcement. I have created a free workbook for you. It's the beginner's guide for eating for chronic disease management. Figuring out how to eat is hard enough. Then you add chronic disease to the mix and differing expert opinions, and it feels pretty much impossible. You know food matters because science tells us reducing sugar intake helps diabetes, minimizing oxalates helps stop recurring kidney stones, the Mediterranean diet has been shown to help with heart disease, and the list just goes on. Why wouldn't what we eat matters when it comes to chronic disease? We know that it does. The hard part is figuring out what that looks like. Like I said, there are so many different options out there with all these different experts saying that their way is the only way. Do you have to go paleo, whole 30, vegan, raw vegan, gluten-free? Do I have to cook everything myself from scratch? What about beans? The questions and conflicting information just goes on and on. It's hard to know where to begin, and that's what this workbook is going to answer for you. So you want to download this, like right now, pause this episode, go into the show notes, click on the link, put in your email address, and get this workbook now because you will not regret it. All right, now on to today's topic, eating healthy on a budget. Many people feel like eating healthy is out of reach. It's expensive and complicated, and eating less healthy is cheap. But according to Harvard, it costs about $1.50 more per person per day to eat healthier. That's actually quite affordable. However, when you're dealing with chronic disease, it saves you even more than that because it saves you on medical bills, medications, and most importantly, your quality of life. Cheap food isn't nourishing. You're going to get sick more often. You're going to have more flares. You're going to need higher doses of medications. You might need more medications. You need time off of work and school. It costs your energy, your quality of sleep. It impacts your moods and then your relationships. Kids get in trouble in school for being wiggly and then they're grumpy from the sugar crash once those carbs get out of their system. Then we're in meetings with teachers. It's costing us so much more than money. Eating healthy is worth it, and when you shop smart, it truly can be affordable. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook. Let's dive in. I've been on my healthy eating journey since I was 24, so that's like 12, 13 years, and a newly single mom. I was figuring out how to eat better, and I shopped at the easiest place it was to shop for healthy food, Whole Foods. That first month, I spent 
$100 on me and a one-year-old. Might have even been more. That's insane. I wanted to eat the best of the best, but it was not cost-efficient. I could not continue eating like this and spending more on food than I did on rent and utilities combined. It's just not sustainable. So I started tracking what I was buying and eating and spending. And over time, I developed these seven strategies for eating healthy on a budget while healing my chronic diseases. And I am excited to share them with you. It is time to grab your notebook, pencil, and kombucha. Let's get started. Strategy number one, cook at home. Cooking at home is the number one way to make eating healthy affordable. When you do the work yourself, you are typically cutting the cost by about two-thirds. A healthy vegetable-packed meal can easily cost less than $2 per person, while if you were to buy it out in a restaurant or have it done for you in like a meal delivery system or something like that, can cost anywhere from 6 to $18 per person. That's a huge difference. And if you are not good at cooking, I have several videos on YouTube that can help you get started. The channel is called Thrive Gluten Free, and I'll put a link in the show notes. So if you want to check those out, they will be there for you. They are a great place to get started. Number two, meal plan. One big problem people run into is buying a whole bunch of food items at the store without a plan. They get home and then they have a bunch of stuff that doesn't really seem to mesh together and create meals. So then what happens is typically it stays in the fridge and in the pantry and then they're still eating out because they just didn't know what to do with it. You're doubling the cost of your food budget. Meal planning streamlines your budget, makes grocery shopping a cinch, and ensures you're actually eating what you're buying. It can easily cut your food budget in half. And I have a program that teaches you how to do that if you would like as well. But of course, grab the workbook. Great place to start. Number three, eat seasonally. Learning how to cook with the produce that is cheap now is the best way to maximize your budget. It also adds variety into your diet and a variety of nutrients, which is incredibly important. Uh, Typically, what I do is I have about 12 to 15 recipes per season that are my go-to recipes. And I'll try new stuff on the weekends, but I have like my set that I love, that I know we all eat. And I rotate through those and then add in the fun stuff on the weekends. So by the time I'm bored with salads and zucchini, fall comes and I'm happily digging into winter squash and Brussels sprouts and bone broth-based soups. And then by the end of that, I'm so ready for the leafy greens and the zucchini and the squash all over again. If eating organic is important to you, eating seasonally is an absolute must. Organic produce is almost the same price as its conventional counterparts when they are in season. And when they're out of season, the cost can double or triple and they're small and don't really taste good. So eating in season is a very good idea, especially if you want to eat organic. Number four, buy in bulk. This is a big one, no pun intended. Things that like grains, beans, sauces, nuts, seeds, dried fruit, your other pantry staples 
are going to be much cheaper when you can buy them in bulk, either from the bulk section or from a place like Costco. Um, the This tip alone has saved me over $30 a week, which is huge. That's like half a tank of gas these days. Um, I invested in high-quality, large, airtight glass storage containers, and I just started stocking up. Not only does it save me a ton of money, but then I always have stuff on hand that I can cook with. One of my favorites is quinoa when we're running low on food and I don't feel like going to the store, and I can always whip something together with quinoa. It's my favorite. All right, tip number five. Learn how to repurpose your leftovers. This one is my favorite thing to teach. Eating the same thing day after day gets boring really fast. And I know there are some of you out there who love eating the same thing every day, but most of us get really bored by day two or three, and let alone eating the same exact thing for five days. Learning how to repurpose your leftovers will save you money and keep you from getting bored and throwing money in the trash because those leftovers are not going to get eaten, like straight up. So there's a few things that you can do. For example, leftover chicken. I can make it into a pasta dish. I can make chicken salad. I can throw it in a wrap. Um, A whole bunch of leftovers of vegetables that can't really get added to make a full recipe, you can add to a skillet with eggs and have like a breakfast scramble. And then one of my favorites is having a bunch of spices and herbs and dressings on hand so I can make the exact same vegetables and protein taste up to like 12 different ways depending on what I use on top of them. And then my favorite part is it really doesn't take that much cooking because you're pretty much just reheating either in a skillet or in the microwave or in the oven and it's a completely new meal. A little bit of creativity goes a really long way for your budget and your taste buds. Number six, eat dark leafy greens. Making sure that we are getting our nutrients will actually help keep our hunger and late night cravings at bay. Dark leafy greens like spinach, kale, collard, and Swiss chard are not only affordable, they're like nature's multivitamin along with animal liver, but that's a whole other topic. So adding dark leafy greens to your diet will nourish your cells and reduce cravings because they're getting the nutrients that they need. A couple easy ways to add greens to your days are to add like a small handful to your smoothies and not a large one because then it can taste kind of gross, but just a small handful. Chop them up really small and add them to like spaghetti sauce or of course eating in a salad are three easy ways to get some greens into your days. And last but not least, number seven, invest in essential kitchen tools. It might seem counterintuitive, but investing in kitchen tools that make cooking easier at home will go a long way in saving you money. Uh, Pre-spiralized vegetable noodles cost triple what it can cost to make them at home. A sharp knife and a quality cutting board make chopping a breeze. A good high-powered blender, I personally like Vitamix or Nutribullet. This is not an advertisement for them. I'm just sharing with you what I like to make smoothies, sorbets, and sauces Make um, is worth it. And then good cooking utensils. I did not realize how good they were until I was cooking with my friends and they had like zero cooking utensils. I've always had a lot because that's what I was raised with. 
and not having good cooking utensils makes it really hard to cook. It is it makes it more complicated than it needs to be. So invest in the the like the the whole the container with like the two different spatulas and the two different spoons and you know the whisk and all that stuff. Having those does pay off. It is worth the money hands down. Um, so again, my favorite essential cooking kitchen tools are a good sharp knife, a quality cutting board, a good blender, cooking utensils, and um, a spiralizer. Those are like my favorite and they really make it easy. I hope that you can see that eating healthy on a budget is totally possible and it's sustainable, and I hope that you feel empowered that one or two of these really stuck out and you are going to start working on this next grocery shopping trip. To recap, the seven strategies are cook at home, meal plan, eat seasonally, buy in bulk, bulk, (laughs) learn how to repurpose leftovers, eat dark leafy greens, and invest in good cooking tools. Do these and watch your health and grocery budget improve. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.